Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited, so you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you would like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash Frumis Films LLC or just search Frumis, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Welcome to another episode of Pizza Punk. My name is Pizza Jeff, although that's not what it says below, but that's what it that's who I am. And this is this is Lindsay Adams. Hi. Hi, what's up, dude? What's up? I'm like, I should have put on makeup, but I really am being brave. No, you look great, you know. I'll tell you, um, I just throw on the sunglasses and everything's okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you don't need makeup. You look great. You can see the ring light in my glasses, though, which is funny. I want to get one of those. Um, That's great. I got a box light. What's it called? A soft box? A soft? Yeah. <laughs> a a soft box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, okay. got, I got something and it, and I highly recommend that. Okay. You'll have to send me a link to it. Welcome to my Hello. show. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Well, you know, I'll be honest. I haven't had any, I haven't had any uh, female guests on my show. <laughs> episode 15. And That's I was just like, Oh, come on for, you know what, for doing this in my spare time, it's, it's, it's no, I meant, I meant it's not bad. It's not bad oh. to not have had a woman for that many. Not, um, it's actually crazy and great that you've been doing this for 15 shows. Well, it's, I don't have much else to do in the sense of if I'm not working, but that kind of contradicts what I just said, but you know, um, yeah. <laughs> It is. Sorry. No, it's your spare. It's your spare time. You're a dad. You're a husband. You're living a. I'm a house life. husband. I'm a house husband because I'm unemployed. Oh. Okay. So, fair. There you go. So my honey brings home the bacon. Sorry, the um the 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 kosher salami, and <laughs> and I I watch the Kindle, and you know what I like yeah. that. I like doing it. I, I bet. Wish- I wish I didn't have to go back to the the workforce eventually. Yeah. But it's going to happen. You know what I've been actually applying to? I've been trying to find podcast and like talk show gigs. Oh, yeah. That's a great call. Yeah. I've been applying every day and I just figured, you know, I love talking on the internet. I can talk endlessly. I have a big mouth. I never shut up. Why not try and do that? And so, because. Fuck yeah. Because screw day jobs. They suck. They're the worst. They're bad. They're bad. <laughs> They're terrible. Um, so first of all, you know, we haven't seen or spoken to each other in over a decade. Do you realize this? I uh, know. It hasn't been, has it been a, over a decade? We, ha- we yeah. saw each other 
at one point in New York, but was it over a decade no, ago? We came to New Jersey. <gasps> That's right. When my dad we, died, and that was the sweetest thing. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that part, but yes, when your father oh, was. Care. When your father was, uh, I think he was, I'm not sure if he had passed yet or if he was ill oh, yeah. when he, he came was, to see you. Yeah. He was close to it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my heart. I know. But other than that, I haven't seen you in 500 that was, years. That was, but that was 10 years. That had to have been 10 years ago. About a close, close. It was a little less. Was it? No, it was about 10 years 2011, ago. right? When did your father wow. pass? Wow. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember the year. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty. No, I think you're right. I think it was 2011. So, yeah. Wow. It's been 10 years. It'll be 10. That means it'll be 10 in May. That makes me feel better that I it hasn't happened yet. So. We didn't wait exactly 10 years. We said, you know, it was just a little bit. But, I, you know, apart from I'm always bothering you on social media and just being like. Which I love. I which I fucking love. Get that engagement, baby. I also yeah. just love hearing from you. Well, I, you know, I noticed that on the other side of the country, you're doing things that are very similar to the things that I do. So I think that's yes. kind of <laughs> I know it's great because you are the one that actually went to film school and you actually know what you're doing. And I'm calling things a soft box and what is it? Is a light box? A light soft? I soft I honestly light? don't know what you're talking about. I think it's just, oh, you know, man. an LED light is an I have a light right here that I kind of use for a slight dramatic effect. I, a little bit. I have it's yeah. like it's like a box. It's like a box and that you put a cover on and the lights behind it, like when you see in a photo studio. Soft box. Soft box. Soft box. Okay, yeah. great. Um yeah. no, uh you I remember you were filming shit like a million years ago, but before I like even knew what the fuck I was doing. So well, when I started doing it, I was like, oh, of course Jeff has a bunch of shit because you've been putting out like movies. I put out one feature. I started on a second feature. I COVID happened. So I did my first feature in 2016. I started right. on my second feature last March, uh, the weekend before COVID hit. In March, no, I shot twenty percent of the movie, and now it's just like <gasps> in the water. Yeah, yeah, and then I lost no. my job. <laughs> Listen, you know what? We had it so we are so I'm so fortunate compared to what some people have gone through. It's really not that big of a deal. But I'll tell you something, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Being an artist, I don't know what it was. The first when I was making the first movie, I was like, it was a sense of urgency. Like if I couldn't succeed in this task then i was going to die inside like my soul like i would die yeah and then yeah. this this time i sort of failed not failed but i guess i'm at an impasse that i'm at a impasse that will probably never be passed but it doesn't bother me like i can accept i can accept this on its own terms if you know what i mean i can accept the situation yeah. And just sort of, it's not the end of the world. And I don't know why that is, but it's like a weird, interesting thing where you, you kind of grow. Yeah. You know? I think it's less scary because you, for me, I'm like, I realize how little it matters. Like I build it up and like how, like, it also doesn't matter how hard you work. You can still fail. Yeah. 
it doesn't matter like how perfect something is or how good it is or how hard you try it it could still that's I think what's like interesting about being around people in LA is like I see the most hardest working talented people that have done everything right and they don't succeed sometimes Mm. so so I'm just like instead of being like a pissy bitch about it, I'm like, okay, then that means that what I do literally doesn't matter. Like who cares? I just have to put it out there and then see what happens. And then it feels like less scary. Fill me in. So fill me in on a couple of things. So I'm trying to make sense of, of you, of uh, what happened after the last time we saw each other. Um, and for no other reason than simply just life, you know, life, you know, you just, yeah. you just life goes on. No, 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 nothing bad or anything. It's, you know, it's just oh, the way yeah. it is. But um, so what brought you out to LA? Comedy. So I, we knew each other in Chicago when I was at Columbia yes. at, and I was studying music business Yes, and I was like, my whole thing was like, I wanted to be a singer and I wanted to be an artist and a musician or whatever. And here's the truth. It's like, I wanted to be a singer and I wanted someone to discover me and then do the work for me. So <laughs> like, like I loved it and I like can sing, but like, I just wasn't willing to work for it. And so basically when I graduated, I, it like leveled everything out because I, like my last ditch effort was like, I'm going to learn. Oh my God. So good to see you too. That's my wife, everybody. I know. Hi. Um, yeah. Like when I graduated, I, uh, I basically was just like, I have to start brand new, fresh. Like I, I don't know what to do. And so I had tried, I'd always been obsessed with stand-up comedy and I never thought it like it was something that I could like actually do. And I did an open mic at what, like early on at one point before I was like in college. And then I tried it for real. And I like did so poor, like I ate shit so hard. Nick was there. My boyfriend was there by the way, and say hello to Nick for me. If, I will. I remember. I'm I remember so Nick. Excited. Yeah. Yes. Great guy. No, a phenomenal so, guy. Great guy. He's really. he's the best. I yeah. love him. We yeah. we found good partners. We, we did. found really good part. We found. And it we was got funny. Lucky. It was funny because I don't want to interrupt your story, but just quick sidebar. No, no, you're not. We both we both found we both found them roughly at the same time and both went through that turmoil. A little bit and we like kind of like it kind of overlapped together remember yes. that when it was perfect i remember when yeah i won't i won't get into it but y- you had there was a that there was the the x before and yes 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 right. and i tell this story yeah. to everybody i tell oh, this you story did. to everybody that okay. i was like heartbroken <laughs> and yeah. i like was so sad and i went over to your place and you were like you didn't even like him Wait, can and you I tell that like, story with me in it saying that I didn't that you didn't like him really? Huh. No, not about Nick. About that's what yeah, I remember. The other guy. Like, yeah. yeah, you were like, I don't even think you liked him. And I was like, damn, you're right. It was like the truest thing I've ever heard in you my came life. Over I was and like, you, yeah. You and you were cream. just like, Yes. I can I remember you were just like, and you were in the sweetest, nicest, most like caring way. You were just like you didn't like him. 
did you really like it? Like it was just so it was so good. I don't know if you remember that. Do you, I don't remember saying that, but I will remember what I did say to you. I do remember, no, I'll remember what you said to me. Sorry. This is what you, and I love this when, when you speak to people after it being such a long time and they remember some detail that you don't remember. And it like, it's like a piece of the puzzle in like the story. I remember you saying very specifically, um, I remember you telling me that you also went home and like curled up in a bunch of blankets and ate potato chips and ice cream. And it was like a cocoon. And you needed to do that yeah. before you could like like blossom out. And then the other thing you said was you had an ideal that you wanted in a boyfriend and you knew exactly what it was. And you kind of like, I forget what the, the list was, but you like had a bunch of yeah. things that you knew that you wanted. And then shortly thereafter, I don't know how you and I don't remember how you and Nick met, but you guys met. Yeah. And, you know, you weren't sure. And then it was, you know, and now you got it's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's good. Thank you. And I, your story, I remember so well too. We were in a diner. We were in a diner. You guys, you guys have such a love story. You have such an amazing story to tell your kids. I'm obsessed. Like when they're old enough to like, it's so it's, it's like my favorite fairy tale um, of cuteness. So go back to your thing. So you you're in LA. Oh yeah, you're... yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, so I'm, I I start stand up comedy in Chicago. I ate shit. Oh, right. It was off. Like I did so poorly, and right. I Nick was stopped there. doing it right. after that. Yes. Yeah, he was there, and there was like no nobody could nobody could lie. It was so horrible, and so I couldn't stop doing it. Like I just really needed it. Like I loved good. it, and I. It was great. I had never been more scared in my life and I was never scared of being on stage, but this horrified me and I just like got off on it. So did stand up for years. And then I really like Chicago wasn't my place. Like it just wasn't, I How loved you Chicago and the people I met. I stayed there for, I think eight years total. Like, Shut yeah. up. You were there forever. I was there for, for a long time because like I stayed after I graduated and kind of floated around and like my dad died and everything. And then at one point I lost my job and I went and visited my friend in LA and I was like, I fucking love it here. And I was like, I want to move to LA. Cause if I move, if I moved to New York with the, uh, like the comedians are either going to New York or LA. And if I went to New York, I was never going to go to LA. I was going to stay there. My mom was in like close by. I was never going to leave. I was never. So I was like, I got to go to LA first because otherwise I will never get there. And then, and now I'm here. And I mean, I, you need a car though. Uh, yeah, you do need a car. I love driving though. Like I love it and yeah. I hate it. And good for podcasts. It's, it's great. It's great for podcasts. I my road rage is like heinous. Oh, I bet. So, oh my god, you're drinking Azevia? Wait, are you drinking I've one already, too? I was, and then I switched it to a diet Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm either drinking seltzer. I either drink seltzer on the show, or I drink that. I'm currently. So here's the thing, and this is what's so funny about like. The, the videos you make versus the videos I make R- quick sidebar. Cause we're still, we're still telling your story. I'm putting it on the shelf for one moment. So, sure, 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 sure. um, you know, um, 
as you know, our, you know, uh, the condition, some of my conditions that I have and that translates has translated into, uh, food, particularly sugar where, Mm -hmm. you know, and what happens is I go through these periods starting really in 2014. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to like eat as little sugar as humanly possible. I lost so much weight. It was great. Blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, I got to like, I got to like November and like yo-yoed back and forth, back and forth over these years. But what I started to do was it was like, if I'm going, and here's the thing, and this is where like, I'm like, like, I wish you were, I kind of wish we lived closer because I feel like we would make I do too. incredible content. Um, I, I my kink, my food kink is weird shit that like just cotton candy flavored, like Cheeto yeah. balls, like whatever. And I got to try it. Yeah. I got yes. to try that shit one time, at least just once. And I was like, well, let me start filming this. I'm going to call it the junk food journey and I'll film myself. And then I can use the excuse that I'm uh, making content while I destroy my body. And, um, yes. and then, you know, what, the, what's, what takes it to the next level, what's even worse, what's even more insidious is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Maybe I shouldn't tell you, or maybe I should. It's called universal you. yums. And what that is, is that is food around the world that comes to you in a crate, the weirdest shit. And it's a subscription box. And they have like, and that's like truly my favorite, even more so than weird junk food, is that like, I just want to try, yeah, I just want weird food from around the world, salted egg yolk popcorn from Thailand, like (gasps) haggis potato chips, um, just like also from Scotland, like just all these crazy weird things and you know what the best part is i don't want to eat it over and over i just want to try it yeah and then move on to the next thing and so it's like uh it's like i go into i go peaks and valleys peaks and valleys and right now i'm i'm just trying to stay sugar free i'm eating sunflower seeds you know uh i don't know how long it never it's not it's never forever it's just i go as long as i can and then i go it's time to break bad Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. I, yeah, obviously I can deeply relate. Same issues for a million years. I think it's like interesting because when I started baking, it actually makes me feel more in control because I have a purpose towards Mm -hmm. what I'm making. Also, you have to be, uh, like sugar, I'm obsessed with. I love sugar. I will consume it. I mean, like exactly what you just said, like potato chips and ice cream. I used to eat so much ice cream. It was like unbelievable. Like I think about it now and I'm just Wait, like, you know, that ice cream. Oh, of course. I had like a, a ser- I had a series of years, Jeff, where I ate that. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I'm eating it for a meal and I don't care. Like I was yeah. just like, I literally, it's just like, so I, I will jump on board with any of that. But like, when I started like baking, I realized like when I bake, I have to be intentional and I have to put space between when I eat it and when Mm. I'm, when I intend to make it. And so it makes me like think harder. I mean, that doesn't help me at 1am when I like pull it out of the fridge and sit it on the table. You know what I mean? So I try to like give it away, but like, 
in that I, I always think that when I bake something, I'm going to like sit down immediately and eat all of it. And that never happens. And I like love that, but I'm the same. I'm like exactly the same as you. I like want to try the weird stuff. Did your parents raise you on with junk food or did they not let you have sugar? So it was a weird, it was a weird dichotomy. Well, you know, sugar was really my first drug. Right. Same. Know? And that's how, when I like tell my story, I talk about that as, you know, being a sensationalist and, you know, like the, that, and before, and like, just really, you know, and my parents, it was so weird because like my mom would like not want to keep it in the house and try so hard to keep it away. But then at the same time, she would like bribe, bribe me with it. You know, it was like this (laughs) weird, it was this really weird messed up thing. And what's funny is, my my son doesn't have uh, doesn't have much of a sugar tooth. It, it's like he can yeah. take it or leave it. And my daughter is just like me, and just she her whole her synapses fire when there's sugar. So I'm it's it deeply concerns me because the thing is it's like you give sugar and then you're going you're going like is this by by creating more access to the sugar is this a good or bad thing? If they grow up without the sugar, are they going to go hard like a motherfucker? Or is it like, if they are just given sugar, then they'll just take it for granted and it'll just be a, a regular thing yeah. like wine, like wine in Europe when you're 15. You know what I mean? That's so. like such a choice that everyone I know that's a parent has that same thing because I just like, it's so hard to tell. Like my mom raised me all organic. Like she really? like groceries, like, yeah, like she she was like her and her friends were like hippies that like <laughs> believed that like uh the preservatives in food in the 90s was going to like actually kill you. So like like there was one time we were at a diner and I started eating sweet and low and I have <laughs> never seen my mom lost her mind. It was like I was eating poison. And like in retrospect, yes, it is poison, but like uh, but it, it meant that like when I went to friends' houses and stuff and they had like lucky charms, I was like, I'm having three bowls and oh. like stuff like that. Or they would, I would always be like, whenever I would go over to my friend's house, they were always like, Oh, great. You brought Lindsay over. Cause I would always be like, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Do you guys have any fruit roll ups? Like it was like, I literally went home from my first sleepover ever at my neighbor's house because they said they didn't do dessert in their house. It's ambrosia like I, of the gods. It's, I just like, I was like, oh, what's for dessert before we like had our sleepover and everything was fine. I didn't miss my mom. I was just like a little, it was like my first sleepover ever. And I was like, it's great. And she goes, dessert? Um. Yeah, we don't do that. I guess you could have some popcorn. And I was like, I have to go home. Uh, okay, bye. Yeah, because you thought that it was, you thought that it was like, you know, your night to cut loose. And let, lo and behold, you, you're you're not going to get your your kids. Yeah. You know, just like such a deep attachment to to sugar. But I think it's like it's hard to know if that is like. Because I also go above and beyond, but I definitely think the affinity towards the extra weird sweets, like the extra oh. disgusting stuff, has yeah. to do with the fact that, like, I think it's an inner child thing, though, because it's like it makes me feel like a kid. Oh, like, I see what that, you're saying. 
Yeah, like that little kid that couldn't, that like was like told no. It's like if I want to get three different kinds of chips, I'll get three different kinds of chips. And who the fuck is gonna stop me? Like, well, I mean, that's also like that's the. I mean, that's that's like going away to college and like shopping on your own and just being like, I can just, I can do whatever I want. And I definitely had, you know, what I've had, I've had that with being a homeowner and like something gets damaged. And like something gets damaged in my house or I'm like doing something. I'm like, oh, I can't do that because mom and dad will be mad if this gets broken. Be like, wait a minute. Right. This is my house. I own this house. Like I could just, <laughs> oh, I put a little dent in the ceiling, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, yeah. I like this is like, I don't have to, I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about that. Like, you know, that's like that that's kind amazing. of, I think it's the same sort of, you know, and obviously like I would probably answer to the wife a bit, but it's like, it's just that I think that's partially, you know, maybe growing up and still being a kid, maybe partially like uh, being in better communication with your inner child who yeah. tells you that it wants something and then you go for that. And it might have to do with the fact that, you know, for me and the hardest thing, you know, I gave up a lot. And once I gave up smoking and you knew me when I quit smoking and, yeah. you know, I was like, what? vices do I have left? And that's when, you know, I, I probably weigh like a hundred more pounds than I did when you knew me. Like, I'm not really? kidding. I'm not, no, that's, that's, that might be an exaggeration. And no, because yeah, I wear that... it. No, because I wear it very, I filled out, I filled out, but you want to know it's okay. not like, not in, it's not, it's not all bad way that, you know, a little around my tummy. Yeah. But like, it's um you know what it is it's funny it's just amazing what happens when you quit smoking and it's like all of a sudden your body sort of just shifts and changes and like you you know i felt like i put on more muscle like weird like i don't know like i just i filled yeah. that's what i mean like i filled out like i felt like i became a man when i stopped smoking <laughs> yeah I mean, like I loved smoking. I I have like exactly I but exactly the same sentiment. Like I loved smoking, and then I vaped for years. And I once I got a hold of the That's jewel, really it really took me down a real dark path. Like Why? it was not. Um, I mean, like I would wake up with it. I kept it under my pillow at night, and I and so like I would wake up, and before I would even be awake, I would start like puffing on my jewel and I love I mean like I lived for it I I couldn't not have it in the car if I forgot it somewhere I would go immediately and buy another one like I was like I I remember being at shows and open mics and I would have it in my hand and like I would just hold on to the vape until it dissipated so that I could do it inside and like I did it on airplanes. Like I just like, if I figured out a way to, I could not be without it for more. And if anybody, you can. And if like anybody said anything, I was like, so I was like, so defensive. Um, But I also was like spending so much money. And I knew that I like, I was like, I actually don't know when I ever will be ready to stop. That's the truth. Cause I was like, I don't really see any consequences. So 
I don't think I'll ever stop. Are you still, are you still, you're still on it now? No, I did stop. I did. That's why it brought me, it got me to such like a sad place where like when I tried to like actually, it's like with smoking, it's like you try to actually stop and you realize you can't. And then that brings you to a darker place when you're like sitting in your car and you're like, fuck, I had to go to the gas station. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know. I can relate to those. I can relate to some of that with sugar and with like, you know, eating feelings and that's that whole thing. Yes. And for me, you were talking about like stuff with baking and like how you have to like partition. For me, um, it's like I have like a weird thing about containers. Like if I take huh. if I take a container and I put X amount of whatever in my container, Mentos gum. If I put, you know, I love Mentos gum. Yeah, love it's great. Mentos this, gum. this one's a good flavor. See, this is what I'm on right now. This is my, this is my yes, jam. The grape, the yeah. grape. You know what you would favorite. really like? This is sugar what? free. I've had it. I had it. I've had it. Trust Shut me. It makes me. What? I started got. It makes me shit my pants. <laughs> and I like the. I like the lemon. It makes me shit my pants, but so I love good. it. The okay, lemon so, is so wait, do you have a sprouts out there? A what? Sprouts? Or no, where you know, you, I you... ordered so I ordered this off of Amazon because I was looking oh. for um I was looking for xylitol, whatever it's called. I don't can't pronounce the word xylitol. Xylitol candy yeah. because I wanted to try and have something. And what I do is I pop one of these at night, maybe two, you yeah. know, two or three. It takes the edge off. And then what happens is as the chunks get smaller and smaller, it's like it looks like meth. It's like such a yeah, it's like crack. Yeah. Um, but have you the, had have you had Lily's chocolate? Yes, and I can't eat it. Okay. There are some things I can't why? eat. I'll tell you yeah. why. Because as I was saying about the containers, so for me, I can sometimes, and this is, has to do with like that part of the brain that we have, where yeah, if. If if I'm eating a container and then the container is empty and I've said I've made a contract at the beginning of the of the session where I go when this is empty that is it you are done and then I right. savor it slowly like I slowly savor it it's something that I look forward to at the end of the night like some sort of nightcap and then once it's gone I can be okay with that if I'm taking from the big container of something, uh, it, like pints of ice cream to me is a serving size. I cannot, for the life Same. of me, you can't you can't eat half a pint. What human being, what monster, what freak can eat half a pint of ice cream and then put the rest in? And it's the type of container. It's not like a candy that keeps mm. in its little bottle. It's like, no, this ice cream is going to melt if I don't all eat it. <laughs> I, the the container thing I totally get. I have to like I have to like portion it out. It's like such a yeah. but you know it's it's so funny and I'm sure like the uh the older I get too the more my body like makes a full stop and is like this like I physically can't handle because I'll be mm-hmm. like you know what I'm gonna go nuts tonight and I'm gonna eat everything and then like my body is just like wrecked I'm like truly I'm sweating I like can't sleep correctly like <laughs> it for me like it'll all of a sudden affect everything I wake up and I'm like incredibly bloated i'm irritable my face like it's so fucking stupid so it's interesting that you say that because two things one 
So for me, and that this is why sugar is so dangerous for me, but yet I can't live without yeah. it. Like I, it has to be yeah. in my life, but I can't, I, I have to like, I have to do this thing where like, you know, it's like, oh, if I start on January 1st, I go as long as I can. And it's like, look, I can tell you that for a month and 10 days, I've been good because I literally look at the right. date and that's like, I love that. I, I can't start yeah. on March 13th. It just doesn't work that way. Um, right. But um but what's funny about sugar, what's dangerous for me in sugar is that like my brain, like I literally don't know how to stop apart from some of those things that we were just talking about, those mental, like, you know, yeah. trigger, mental, whatever um, tools to, you know, sort of, and sometimes they don't even work, but you know, when they do right. work. Um, but what's funny what's so, oh God, what was I going to tell you about? Oh, I can, oh, here's what it is. For me, if I eat sugar too late at night, I will pass out like hardcore pass out. Like my, my eyes will roll into the, it's like I wake, I go into a fugue state where my eyes kind of roll into the back of my head. And I'm just like, yeah. like I'll have a movie on. My wife is already asleep. I'm downstairs, you know, breaking bad as I like to call it. And, and all yeah. of a sudden I just go, <laughs> I fall, I just fall out, man. And then the other thing, but I can still consume large quantities of sugar, but that's what happens to my body. The other thing though, and this is what's funny is, you know, when we were in college, you know, when I was younger, uh, when my, when I had the metabolism of a hummingbird, which, which definitely was aided by smoking cigarettes, um, right. I could eat anything super late. I'd be like, oh, it's one thirty in the morning. I better make myself a snack. And eat it and totally be chill. Just earlier this year, I was like, I decided to get a bucket of of um, honey wings at at this or not earlier this year. Last year it was last fall. I decided to get a bucket of honey wings, kind of like the Jules Osco honey wings that they used to have. Which I love. Oh my god. I miss those. Yeah. But um, and I ate it at like twelve o'clock at night with mozzarella sticks. And let me tell you something. That's my favorite meal. Uh, honey wings and mozzarella sticks. Hand in hand. Really? Oh, yeah. It's great. Great. Four, four or five mozzarella sticks with like a couple of pieces of chicken. And, and that is just like, that is just the, the snack. And so. That sounds delicious. Yeah. But at like 12 or like 12 o'clock at night, I'm eating this. And I'm laughing about like, you know, it's funny. I, would, I never blinked an eye when I was younger. This was so natural. Yeah. And as as a 35-year-old man or 34-year-old man, whatever, however old I was, I don't know if it was before or after my birthday, um, I, I oh, my God, my body was wrecked. I, I can't eat late at night. You can't do it. It, like, ruins your body. Yeah. It like, kills your body. It's, it's, it's so funny. It's, like, such an anomaly because I keep trying to, like, pretend like I'm just imagining it. But, like, I remember going to bed. I remember eating a shit ton. And then going to sleep and waking up in the morning and I felt like a new person. And now, and I used to, I used to, I used to make fun of my mom because we would eat like around like the holidays or something. We would eat a lot. And the next morning she'd be like, oh, I'm still full from last night. And I was like, whatever, like you're giving me an eating disorder. And like now if I eat too much, if I eat like an incredible amount before bed, one, I don't sleep because I can't be comfortable. It's not. And then I wake up and I'm literally full from the night before. And I'm like, right. like, it's right. so, and it's crazy. Like, it's so embarrassing because I love making these silly videos and being like, 
oh, trying this like crazy flavor. And then later, like I just did a Valentine's Day chocolate one and then like had to like sit down after I ate all the chocolates and was like heavy breathing. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like, no, but like I see what you're doing and I love, you know, what's funny is you have, you have way more, there's way more rhyme and reason to like the way you have done your video. Me is just like, I, I get a bunch of different peeps. I have like the birthday cake peeps. I have the watermelon peeps. I have the, and I'm just, and then by the end, I'm literally playing Chubby Bunny. You know, Chubby Bunny is a but game. But I love it. Yeah, but Chubby Bunny is a game that you play with two people. And here I am with a camera and I'm playing Chubby Bunny by myself because I have no one else to do this. With. I mean, it's, 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 you just call it mukbang. Yeah, That's mukbang. like the best yeah. thing. It's literally like always be like, hey, uh, this is a, I have a friend who does videos and she's amazing. And she's at the point now where she has so many followers that like, she literally is like Christmas day mukbang and just like films herself eating dinner. I mean, it's sweet because she does it with the intention of like anybody that doesn't have anybody to eat with on Christmas could like do with her, but like, right. Which is really, I know it's really heartwarming, but at the same time, I'm like, bitch, you just filmed yourself eating for an hour? Okay, I mean, sign me up. Like, yeah. where is my... I try to have rhyme or reason, but I do essentially just, like, pull things off the shelf and um, and get yeah, excited. Like, but what's amazing is, and what I noticed you doing, I'm just like, God, like, I just was, I was just laughing when I was seeing them, I was like, she just, she does what I do. Like I go, I'm like, yeah. oh, that place looks sketchy. Like the Christmas tree store. I'm like, Christmas tree yeah. store is my favorite place in the world. Cause they like go in there and it's just like, it's like the island. It's not the Island of Misfit Toys. It's the Island of Misfit Candy. It's just all the weird, bizarre, like, you know, and again, if like, if I see something that's like cotton candy flavored or buttered popcorn flavored, like Mike and Ike's, yeah. they make a thousand flavors of Mike and Ike's. I, Skittles. Mike and Ike's are my favorite oh, candy. So good. so good. They're so good. Yes. Um, yes. No, I do this. I'm exactly the same as you. Like, I'm exactly, I feel like if we, if we were to go somewhere <laughs> that we've never been we would, everyone would murder us because I would just, I always have to go. I always want to buy the candy that looks crazy. Like you're not, this isn't supposed to exist or, you know, it's like years and years old. Yes. Like I'll go and I'll get like, yes. if I'm at like a bodega or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is like crusty. And yeah. like, I gotta, <laughs> That's why, like, I love the clearance rack candy because it's so yes. funny because it's just, like, shit that sits on the clearance rack or the stuff that goes on sale that nobody buys, like, these companies. It's bad ideas. These are bad ideas. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. They get they, they come up with a bunch of ideas, and they go, what if we do this? And it doesn't sell, but they have so much left over. Yeah. And then people like yeah. us are like, thank God. You know? Yeah. Well, sometimes you get really good stuff out of it. Sometimes yes. I'm like, I don't know why this must be a, a bad market, a bad marketing thing, because this is like, actually, there was some brownie brittle I had after Christmas that I was like, I mean, these are cookies. That's not brownie brittle, but they're delicious. So <laughs> I don't I'm know also why. Like, it's also a texture thing with like candy and yeah. stuff. Like there's certain textures from you know, I like the, like a great example. 
in the we have Wegmans out here. I don't know if you're familiar with Wegmans. It's kind of like a oh my god, I miss Wegmans. Oh, you know Wegmans. Okay, we just had one open I'm up. They have a, a well, it's really great, and I'm very happy. About I know. It. I'm sorry to <laughs> sorry to sorry to make you feel jealous. You're fine. Um, but they have a international section. So I'm going through the international section, of course, looking at all the stuff and they have something yeah. called, Oh my God, it's from England. And it's like a hard honeycomb covered in chocolate called crack. It's literally called crack or something or crackle. Yeah. It's called crackle maybe. And it's, it is the texture is so bizarre. It tastes okay, but the texture yeah. Just totally like, you know, and that's what, that's one of, like, I get off on this stuff of like, not like in that kind of way, yeah. but like, you know, this is like my, yeah. it's just my food kink. Like, I just love this sort of stuff. I, and, you know, it's just the way it is. I've this, no, it's the same. Every, I, I haven't like traveled a ton, but anytime I've gone to a different country, I always have to go to like a 7 Eleven. Because that's where they have like all their, yes. like if there's a 7-Eleven type store, I go and I have to get all the snacks. Like when Nick and I went to Thailand, like four years ago or something, I was like, I mean, like the street food, like we ate oh everything God. and like, and there were 7-Elevens like every five feet and I huh. would just go and stock up. They're really big on milk candy like milk flavored candy. Yeah. Which is interesting. And well, so like Japan is like that too. Yeah. Like I think Asia just in like and so it was like a lot of like milk flavored candy stuff, which was interesting. And then they would have the cool potato chips. And then mm. like you're just cool to try different things. And that like a lot of like um did you try like, when you were out there, I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you no, try no. the pineapple salt candy? It's pineapple it's a hard pineapple candy. I think this is incredibly popular mm. in Thailand. And then it's salt on the inside. And it is, it's the best. I don't remember. <laughs> I, it is so I know that I, we got durian candy. I had to get durian. Gross? It was, I mean, it was like the worst thing. Like, there's just no reason. Like, Rotten. but it was like, we were surrounded by durian. Right. So we were like, okay, we kind of have to do this. But candy um, durian, or it's a it's a hard candy flavored like durian. Hard candy flavored like durian. I've had wow. durian ice cream, and it's equally disgusting. But like, what does it taste like? It, I've never had it. Um, you know, it's the the whole thing is that it's a mind fuck because like it's I don't think it actually tastes that bad, but because your taste and your smell are so connected. Yeah, it smells horrific, but like unwashed feet. Taste, like what? What is the smell? Like rotting flesh. Like it tastes like. I mean, it smells like rotting flesh. Like it's really repulsive, and but then like the taste of it is different. So it's really hard to like. I just don't care to like have that much confusion when I'm eating something. You know what I mean? I get it. So. I like find, but we went, when we went to Thailand, I bought a bunch of stuff. I, I want to go to, I, I try to get all my Canadian friends to bring back stuff from Canada. And then uh, when we went to Mexico, I went to get a bunch of candy and I learned that I like, don't love Mexican candy, which is a spicy. bummer. It's spicy. 
I'm not, I don't, I'm not here for that. I, me I too. Me too. You want to know what's I'm good though? Not. You know what's what? good? Um, I do like, and I've actually ordered it. I've ordered, special ordered this. Really? Uh, from Mexico. Well, it's not from Mexico. I don't know where it's from, but it's Mexican made. I love the chicle, the five piece chicle bubble gum. And oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, lavender, yeah. the lavender flavor is yeah. that's heaven to me. That that is true. And you know, the me, thing about yeah. gum, it's like a gum is the worst because it's sugar, but it's not something yeah. you consume. You spit it out. So it's like this weird in-between place that is not like I've swallowed gum though. i I have a bad habit of swallowing gum. Well, I, mean, I, I eat younger. it like candy. Really? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm 33 and I still swallow it and really? like and so I have to like stop myself. But I'll do like a full I mean my friend made I ate a full thing of Mentos gum in a day. Yeah. I ate like a full thing of the great Mentos gum in a day and I had such a stomach ache and I went over to my friends and she was like artificial sweetener, man. Yeah, oh my god. That's yes, sugar free. All the gum. That's sugar free. I know. And that's yeah, my it. jam. Love that one. That's a really good one. Last I um, it's it's so good, but then I like ate a whole thing of it and then I had like the worst stomach ache. And she was like, I don't get why you have a stomach ache. And I was like, Well, I, I swallowed it. And she was like, What? <laughs> That'll do it. Question was, like, question. So mortifying. Yes. Do you like sunflower seeds? No, I don't care for them. I mean, I, I don't dislike them. I don't have an opinion. So I'm not, a, I'm not a seed girl. Listen, I'm not into seeds either, but what I found was, you know, it's true what they say, like what all the old the old Christian grandmas who are like, the the idle hands are the devil's plaything. You know, it's I find yeah. it true, you know, an idle mouth is the devil's plaything. And so what I do is I just mindlessly eat coconut flavored sunflower seeds which is really coconut flavored they're good oh they're really good they have a bunch of different flavors and first of all they're they got they got protein they got fiber but i it takes away you know what it is it's like it's like i need to put something in my mouth or i need to be it's almost the act of it's the ritual just the way that we have our other rituals like the ritual that's connected to the thing it's a ritual that goes with it and the ritual is almost more important than the thing itself like if you don't have the ritual the like the ritual is the thing that you're you're breaking the law or you're breaking your mother's or father's heart or whatever it's because yeah. i need to do that ritual and i need to do it now <laughs> i do so, that with sugar-free yeah. popsicles I do sugar-free popsicles yeah okay. so i get i get like the good humor ones like the like the crazy colors or whatever and i keep like a pack always in the freezer and so Where's then it's dad? like right before bed yeah. yeah i i mean like i'm i my habits are so weird i just will eat really uh, quenches your thirst though it does and that's the other thing is i can't drink uh I, like i have to cut myself off after this because if i drink past a certain time at night i don't sleep because i gotta get up and pee i'm just like <laughs> so let me tell you like- something Lindsay. Lindsay, i you know i started doing this gallon of water a day 
like for the first time ever, it's actually 8.9 gallons of water a day if I'm being rigorously honest about it. And you want to know something? Drinking that much water sucks. And I've, I continuously do it and I've actually gotten to a place of fatigue where I like drink half of it. And then I finish the next half of the next morning. I'm in a deficit where I find, where I find myself burdened to try and keep the quota up and I'm over drink. It just, and then what happens is I have to go to the bathroom and constantly. yeah, constant, constantly. And I have to tell you, um, I, you know, I'll get into bed at night and I feel like the slightest urge to pee, the slightest urge. And you know what it is? I feel like the princess in the pee, like, yeah, <laughs> like I can't get comfortable until I've evacuated yeah. all the urine in my system. And it's just, it's, it sucks, dude. It sucks. And so it bad. like makes me feel like such an old person too, because yeah. like Nick will like, Nick will like bring a seltzer to bed yeah. uh, and, and he'll be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm just going to drink this seltzer before bed. And I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, you're wild. Like, oh, nuts. I can't even. Cause there's no way everywhere we go, I have to pee. And like, he has to just accept that I'll pee outside if I have to. He's like, he'll be like, please don't pee oh, on this hiking trail. Nothing uh, Cause he doesn't, it'll be like a public hiking trail. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And you're going to deal with it. And <laughs> so it's like, no matter where we go, I always have to find a bathroom. I wasn't going to say that. Drink a lot of water too. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it just because I feel very Damn. comfortable telling you when I, I briefly, when I briefly toured with a band, I feel like I talk about this every episode. I learned how to pee in a bottle because you just <gasps> can't stop. And so, you know, that has, that can be a very bad habit of laziness and. Oh my God, I'm so yeah, jealous. Not, oh, you're jealous. Well, it's just, you know, it's not. Uh, and then what happens is you got to get rid of the pee. It's just yeah. the whole thing. It's just, it's terrible. I've, try, I've tried to pee in a bottle before. One time we were at the beach. And, you got to get a she uh, Do you know about the she -wees? Oh, I, I, I have them now. I. <laughs> I yes. have the disposable, I have the disposable ones for camping because like, but Seriously. I'll take them hiking with me. I'm upset. Like we, the first time I used one, we were hike, we were camping and I was like, I'm going to pee and I'm going to use this. I'm going to go outside the tent. And I started laughing maniacally just <laughs> that the fact like, I was the like, power. the power, crazy. it was so fun. Never want to like not do that again. But before that, my biggest accomplishment was at uh, Gay Pride in Chicago. Uh, at when I lived right by a Seven Eleven, I had to pee, and I took a big gulp cup, and I was wearing a dress, and I just like held it with my thighs and peed standing up, and I was like, "I am a champion. I'm disgusting." Really like I'm. Cool. I think that's really impressive, if I'm being honest. I think it's really impressive too, and I was so excited. And nobody was. Everybody was like, "Okay, throw your pee cup away before you brag about it." And I was like, "I was like, I get it." Um, this is why, like, but, I miss all of our like friends and sensibilities, and like you know, I feel like it's just such a people don't understand these things. You know, they just. No, it's, uh, I, yeah, I mean, such a fucking amazing, that's why I'm always like, I don't know, like, Chicago wasn't my place, but, like, pe meeting people like you are, were just, like, some of the most, like, meaningful people that have affected my life so greatly, like, that's, 
that I'm like, well, yeah, then that's my people. And obviously I met Nick there too. So I always say that and it's like, Nick, poor Nick. Nick. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, it's funny though. I think that, you know, sometimes like, and I've returned to Chicago so many times over the years and yeah. like the, from time to time I do, I get, I get nostalgic for that time period or I get like melancholy that like that is the past and it doesn't exist anymore. You know what it is? Here's what it is. I didn't realize that at the time, those were some of the best times of my life in terms of like just feeling alive and feeling so accepted and loved by so many people and having so many friends and always having something to do and, you know, taking it super for granted so that when Life moves on, and I'm so happy and glad that life moves on. Obviously, you don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again forever. But you know, I get sad. I'm like, oh my god, that's the past, and the past doesn't exist anymore. And it's like super sad. But then I also think like, like it's like an inc- it was an incredible time of my life. And I've spoken to other people that were in our community, you know, um, who feel the exact same way. It was like this incredible time in our life. Yeah. And it's over, but we have these wonderful memories and these wonderful connections and it's enriched our lives for the better. And that's it. Yeah. I I completely, I completely agree. And I still stay like in touch. The thing is, it's like nice about like most of us, even if we don't talk for long periods of time, we can jump right back into it. And I still like talk some of the moves to LA. It, It really was such like an amazing it was such a special time. Like it was really, I agree. It was like one of the best times of my life and I just didn't realize it. And I, but I, I'm glad I was able to be as present as I was. So I'll take that. But, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was nuts, but it's like, it is, I get like, I'll get nostalgic. And then I just realized, I think I'm just like nostalgic that I think it's like what, what I'm experiencing is getting older and time passing and being like, Oh fuck. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel old. Like I don't feel like an old person, but then I like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that was like a whole period of my life that I don't want back. But I also like loved does that make sense? Right. Like I wouldn't no, go, no, I don't no, want to go, li- I don't want to go live in my twenties again. I want to go to, I want to go to nice grocery stores like Wegmans, like you were fucking talking about and get like nice yeah. grocery. I don't want to fucking eat off the floor. Like <laughs> that's, it was, I it was like, yes, yes. And it was just like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. And it was, I, I feel that exactly. And it's true. Like I was a different person back then. I am a, yeah. such a different person now. And I love the guy that I was back then as well. But like, I'm so glad that I know so many of the things that I know now. It's just like, it's just part, it's just a, it's just part of being alive and growing and changing. And, you know, like for a great example, the person now, like, you know, I'm a dad and I have a fan, you know, what's funny in the same way that we had like a community full of people and it was like really fun. I now live on a block, suburbia. I'm in suburbia, suburban dad. And I live amongst a bunch of people, couples who are all roughly in the same age bracket, all have kids the same age. We all are neighbors. And I we have a poker game and we do barbecues. And 
Hell it's yeah. Like, what it's like, it's like, it's like friends, but if everybody moved out to the suburbs and didn't live down the hall from each other, we live next door or down the street. And it's like, I, lo- I would never agree to me. It's wonderful. And I was, I had no idea it was going to happen and I wasn't expecting it at all. And, but what's amazing is I would never have this experience if I was just doing the same thing over and over and over again that I was doing in my twenties, you know, it was just a different time and a different place, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And I think what's interesting too, that acceptance and that like kind of circles back to like what we do now in terms of like getting like the craziest, weirdest foods. Like I was saying, like with like the inner child stuff, it's like you realize like, oh, that time is passing. It's okay. I want to appreciate like this, these experiences that I had. And like, here's this like, thing food is so nostalgic and so um it evokes so much emotion and like obviously personal and personal it's personal the smells the textures the tastes like everything you remember from when you were a kid everything that you never got everything like all of that stuff all and how it makes you feel it's so visceral and like so there is something like really uh in touch with our emotions in my opinion by like specifically like being like I want to find the weirdest coolest stupidest shit and I want to try it and I want to sit down and like for me I like make it a thing I like if I go to the store and I get it I like lay it on the table even if I'm not filming it I like literally will lay it on the table like a buffet and I will be like okay so we're trying like like that that's fun and that I feel like there that's like like resonates with that like um part of the, it's a ritual it's part of yeah ritual and for me i need to if i have like a bunch of different this i can't believe i'm talking about this out loud i've never said this out loud love it i if i have like let's say i have like four different flavors of something i will group them into sets of mm. flavors like, like a flight <laughs> yes and I like, yes. I'm like, okay, the ones that I have the most common of, I'm going to eat those now. And then yeah. I have this flight and this flight. Okay. You know, like that kind of thing. And I just sort of group it together or, you know, the, and that's what I love about universal yums. So this box comes to your door. You open, you I have, have to, to I'm going to send it out. I can't you. wait. I'm going to send no, no, you. No, no, no. Don't send it to me. I'm going to buy it. You wanna, you're just going to do it. Okay. I was going to say, I did an unboxing video and here's the thing. I'll, say, I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. Okay. So. So here's the thing. I think I think um these food crate vid- these food food crates are like for me I I as I am for so, for whoever doesn't realize I'm a sober person so a food crate yeah. for me is like heroin. Same. <laughs> same. It's like, it's no, like same. Uh, yeah. So I like as two two sober people talking about okay. food like this is so spot on. So it's like you, but you know that that thrill, you're waiting for the package, even if it's from Amazon, you're waiting for it to arrive. You can't wait for it to arrive. It comes, you open it up, you look through it, and instantaneously, instantaneously, like whatever you're going to use or whatever it was, yeah, you'll use it. Yeah. It'll be okay. But the the high, that yeah. the thrill that comes from, it's a cheap thrill that comes from yeah. 
that comes from opening that package of uncertainty and like, and especially that's what's great about the Universal Yums is that you open the box. Hey, this is a, I, you know I should get sponsored by Universal Yums. All the you should. Um, you open the box and you have no idea what's inside, and <sighs> it's it's discovery. You go, oh my god. Well, you kind of know if you check on their social media, you kind of know. But I try to keep it a surprise. Oh, these are banana nut toffees from England. And the, the other thing too is they they do you can do a box. It's like you go to a different country every month, but then they do special boxes. Like the holiday box was Christmas around the world. And that's the unboxing video I did. And then, yeah, Lindsay, this is like the shit. And then the other one was, this is what got me started was Halloween was trick or treat candies from around the world. And they gave you a display box with little candy dishes from six countries. And that's how I found out about the Thailand pineapple salt candy they had like they had like a columbia it was from columbia it was like a purple i don't know it was like a uh, purple uh chewy toffee that was like sour in the middle it was like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm like getting so, high just talking about it no <laughs> i i like i love it i am it's like because you know what i love doing is going to world market and going in their little gift basket aisle with all the different foods that's my favorite so this is essentially what this sounds like, except better. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, I'll, you sold I'll me. So, if yeah, send me the send me the video because, like, I really want to. Um, now I'm really excited about it. But I, yeah, I feel you get like it's like a visceral excitement. I get excited getting that stuff and trying new things. Like, it's cool. And I don't think it's just because, like, I'm a lame, sober person. Like, I also, like, genuinely, like, it, it I maybe, I'm sure there's a connection, but, like, there is such an, um, um, like, an interesting emotional attachment to something like, like, sitting there with, like, a pack of Twizzlers and, like, being, like, Twizzlers are better than Red Vines. And, like... <laughs> I don't know why though. Like it's so passionate. I'm like, this is serious. I <laughs> or like um, different kinds of licorice. How about like fantasizing? I fantasize about jelly bellies are one of my favorite candies of all time because of all the different varieties and flavors. And so I fantasize about different food companies licensing out their proprietary flavors to jelly belly. So for instance, my oh. fantasy. <laughs> My fantasy is there's two of them. Ready? One. Yeah. Like Pizza Hut or Domino's pizza flavored jelly belly. I know Ooh. that's super freaking weird, but like interesting. I it. The other one that I think would be really good, McDonald's French fry jelly belly. Yeah. That's a great call. And you get a ketchup <sighs> jelly belly. And then what you can do is you have a ratio. Let's say you have 12. So you get four ketchups to 12 French fry jelly bellies. So you can like, oh, you know what? I feel like having some ketchup. So, you know, you do because you yeah. can find the things too. That's so. a, this is an amazing idea. Like truly. And I'm not even joking. Like this is so brilliant. It's so weird that McDonald's has not. Like I would have a cheeseburger one too, though. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. McDonald's like I would, I, flavor. Oh my yeah. God. And the idea that you would have a ketchup flavored one that you could then put like eat with the other ones. That's so brilliant. That's crazy. Like mayonnaise flavored no. soda and like pickle yes. flavored soda, like all this weird shit. Why can't they do it? For I jelly? love it. Yes. 
Well, so. like, you know, it's funny. I did a video where I, I take, I tried to do like the fiery five jelly belly challenge. Like, you know what I'm talking about? No, there's like the, there's like hot pepper flavored jelly beans. And I was like, this will be funny. It's candy. And like, almost threw up I was like all right they took this too far because it was like I mean like it tasted like a jalapeno and it was like nauseating like it was crazy it really was upsetting so I would suggest you trying that if you're into that but that's also why I bake and why I like creating desserts because I Very want good. the weird I, I want the weird flavors I want yeah. the weird stuff yeah. mm -hmm. And like I, I get to do that if I create it. Yeah. Like that's what's like it's that's what's really fun is being like, you know what? Uh I'm gonna put pretzels in this because I fucking feel like it. Like, <laughs> like you do that, you're a twitcher. I did for a while. And then I stopped because the return just like wasn't as it just like I, the people that followed me were incredible and I love them, but like nobody would, it also like for how long it took, like I would live stream for hours because I would literally make cookies from scratch or I would like make a cake from scratch and it would be hours long of just streaming and then I would have to clean up and I would spend three hours and then I would like, it just wasn't oh. enough of a return. I know. I know. And people were like, oh no, we loved it. And I'm like, well, you weren't there for the four hours and yeah. the hour after that I spent cleaning my whole kitchen. That's why I love this is StreamYard, what I'm using and it's free. And yeah. This is like, look, you could do all sorts of cool jazz with it. I mean, you could do, there's yeah. a lot of stuff like you can show comments if people comment. Uh, you know, the Misfits show that I do is the most popular one. And I can get a lot of, I get whole, I can literally talk on here for three and a half hours. And I have people leaving me so many comments that I can just keep commenting and it keeps the conversation going. And that's the most fun. fun. I love the interaction. Yeah. I miss I miss yeah. the interaction of, of live streaming because I love live streaming and interacting like that, but especially while baking. And that's what I did when right. I did my live show in LA. And that's what I missed too. I basically like turned it into like a live cooking comedy show, and that was so much fun. And so now I can't really do I was that. About to ask, but, so there's a there is comedy. Do you did the did the baking let, let's go back to the story for a minute. So you go out to LA, you start doing yeah. Stand-up comedy, you're and again, that's what I understand. Like when you initially start out, you don't want to have people that you know because you got and that's part of like the, the thing about for, for anybody who watches this, and I'm sure Lindsay could talk about this way more than me, is just simply that the comedy world is like this its own microchasm in and of itself, where there's like there's like coded codes of honor and you got to eat it and you got to earn a huge thing is you got to earn your bones and you can't yeah. like do this or you can't do that or, you know, you can't, you know, and the worst thing you could do is obviously steal a joke. And that's what happened to Carlos Menstila or whatever, you know, yada, 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 that whole, that whole jazz. But you're in, yeah. are you in this scene at all? Like this, this LA comedy scene or how does that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I started in Chicago, I got into the Chicago scene, but I was only like three or two years in 
when I, when I left for LA. So I knew a bunch of Chicago people, but I mean, everybody was like, you don't leave, you don't leave Chicago until you've been doing it for like eight years. Like you shouldn't leave unless you have a reason. And I was like, I gotta go. So my, it was an unpopular, you know, it didn't fit like the code of conduct. Um, you did second but, city? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I just did shows and open mics and laugh factory and like all the clubs and stuff. Um, but, um, coming out here the scene is is split up into like two different sides to a certain mm. degree there's the there's the alt scene and then there's the uh the club scene so you have like the comedy store and the laugh act like all these and there's like a specific kind of comic the kind that makes money um that is not that is looked down upon by the alt scene um, because the alt scene is like the real comedy and <laughs> yeah. And it's like fun. And to be honest, like in my, and I've found better people, that's kind of where I sat. Um, and, but I was like, I had an open mic that I hosted for years and I like, I hosted shows. And so I was like, I'm definitely like a part of the LA comedy scene. I'm not successful, but <laughs> I have friends. Well, I mean, th that's the thing too. First of all, I, when, when I hate this word successful, I hate it. It's the worst yeah. word ever because the truth of the matter is there's so many things in the arts where like, it, it's not successful. What it is, is, is this making me enough money that it's my day job? That's ultimately. Yeah, it's also success. Success is so relative because it's like, and and stand up comics, you know, you don't have to become like a washed up comedian if you accept that success comes in different ways, right? Like, I think a lot of like what comedy, what I was like introduced to comedy as being is like strictly stand up. You go on the road and you tour and you get on TV and you do TV sets and like you're just doing stand up. Um, is so untrue because then you have these people who are like, well, I wrote a TV show and, you know, I didn't do stand up that much, but I wrote a TV show. And then all of a sudden they're successful and everyone's like, what the fuck? And it's have like, you seen well, that happen not? a lot? Have you seen that happen? Oh my God. I see, I see people come at it. Like somebody will show up on the scene. They've been doing it for two years. Everybody poo poos them doesn't matter if they're talented or not. And most of the time, if you're new, like you're not as good at stand up as other people. I don't fucking know, whatever. Everyone's like, whatever. And then they land a role on a TV show and they blow up and everyone's like, come on. And that, ha and, or, or they get a writer job. They get a job on a, you know, as a writer because they sat it instead of going out every night, they were writing every night. So like, and then you see that happen enough and you're just like, why do we keep pretending like there's one way to do this? There's like not one way to do this. Does that come from a, does that come not what's interesting? This is so I find this and I find the comedy world fascinating and my limited exposure yeah. is from um, I, you know, obviously, you know, Joe Rogan is a very polarizing yeah. figure, but he's kind of like as Roland, remember my old roommate and best friend, Roland, yeah. uh, he is kind of like the Oprah for men in a weird kind of way. Yeah. He just he is. Is. 
He's just something that us men, we just like, we just enjoy Joe Rogan and certain, you know, sometimes he's out of order. Sometimes I find him to be out of order, but, um, uh, but I have sort of seen a little, a peak, a, a sliver of probably something that I really truly don't understand in the comedy world. When I hear, when he has his comedy guys come on and then they talk about the LA scene and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And the thing that I always hear about is, and what you're, which is kind of like the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you're kind of talking about this, this idea of you got to start at the bottom, you got to eat shit and you got to earn your bones. And, you know, from what it sounds like in like that, that feeling of, I don't know, like, come on, like, oh, come on. Like, or maybe if it, yeah, you know, part of like a sliver of resentment or whatever it might be that like, you know, that I'm not, you know, I'm not, I've been doing this for much longer and, you know, seniority truly yeah. doesn't mean shit. And yet in the, it sounds like in the the culture of the community, it's all about that. If you know, it's it's all about that. It's very high school, like it's mm. very high school. So it's like if you if you've been doing it, you know, if you're paying attention, you'll be like, this person's like a, a class under me, or this person's a class above me. That's like how people will say it out loud. Well, quantify In that. Quantify that more. So, what does that mean? so there's there's like a class of comedian that came out of Chicago right around the same time as Kumail Nagiani. Okay. Um, and so they they go, oh well, we were in his class. Oh my and, god. Okay, I get it. Wow. And then there's like then there's like the Beth Stelling class, and then there's like you know there and and like people will be like, oh well, like I I was there, but like like I was technically there, but I was under the Beth Stelling class. Like so, oh, I, so that's like, how you. I, yeah, like no. I existed within it, and so and we make up these rules, and it's like and and to a certain degree, it's important because it's like I you did have to eat shit. Like I've been doing comedy for ten years now, so it's like, you know, when someone with two years comes in, I mean, but part of why I hosted an open mic for so long was to like fight this like instinct to like squash people when they start, but like, um, like. <sighs> when I first started, like, it was very, like, you have to earn your place. And, yeah. like, the truth is the entertain and, and, it, and the entertainment industry does not work that way. Like, in, in a microcosm right. of it, it does. Like, there's certain people that do. Like, Joe Rogan's a great example of someone who, like, he did things a certain way, and therefore everyone else should do it that way. And he pretend, but, like, here's the thing. Joe Rogan has pulled people randomly and been like, this person's cool. And then they blow up. So it's right. like, well, they did they put in their work? Like, right. you know, so, you know, it's, but that's not how the industry works in general. It works through nepotism. It works through favors. It Who works you know? through happenstance. Who you know? Everything. It's also just luck, like literally just luck Yeah. of like something happens where like, it, you know, it's like kismet, you know? So it's, it's really like, it makes no sense. And like, I, we all drive ourselves crazy trying to be like, okay, th this is the stuff like ju just for laughs festival is like an ongoing joke and like terrorizer of the comedy community because just for laughs in Montreal, you audition for it as a new face. And if you're chosen as like a new face, you do a showcase and you're then presented towards all this industry and that's supposed to like be the start of your career in so many ways but it's all rigged 
Like nobody's popping up out of nowhere. They want people that have been on TV before. People that are, are auditioning for SNL have auditioned for years. Mm. These people like already have plenty of stuff. Like I know a bunch of people that have been on SNL and they have been doing this for years and that's like not their big break. You know what I mean? Like they've been in movies, they've been on TV, go on their IMDb. They've done, they've been doing shit. So like, is that something that happens? I'm so sorry. I just want to interrupt real quick. No, you're fine. Um, Is that what happens? Is this something that happens in LA where it's just like you meet someone, you're like immediately learn their name and turn around and like check their IMDb to like see what they've done or whatever. People totally, people totally do that. I never do that. I don't do that with, I don't do that with comedians because I just don't trust us. And I feel like I, and also it, it also like you learn, like it doesn't matter. Right, of course, like you matter, get, but, you, you, get you get that one TV credit, and then you hold on to it for like the rest of your life, and you're like, "But I was on this TV show," oh. and it's yeah, it's such a weird, it's such like a weird uh, world of uh, of madness. But the pandemic has leveled things in a way that's been really cool because. Hmm. Pe- people aren't doing stand up like the clubs aren't open um everything is shut down the only people that are doing stand up are the ones that are touring unless there's like an outdoor show so the scene has kind of been eradicated so it's like if that's all you were doing if you were like the seven nights a week stand up comedian oh, wow. wow what are you doing i mean you know I always wonder like if I was, if I was, if that was me, I would just be, I would honestly just be trying to make stuff on YouTube. You know, I would be trying to like just make content. I mean, that's what I ultimately realized when I was, you know, here's the thing about like the same thing with like the, uh, so in like the indie horror community, which is, that's my community. Yeah. Community of us on the East coast. And it's really cool. Um, And the thing about that is, uh, there's no money in it at all. And it's like, we do it yeah. because it, it's like, it's like, you know, it's what I, I do this because it's who I am and what I do. And like, if I don't do it, my soul will be dead. Like that kind of thing. Right. But it's not the type of thing that's going to make me any money. I'm literally, it's like being an artist. It's like being an artist for the sake yeah. of the art, you know? And, but what's funny is, you know, what everybody's chasing is a distribution deal. Like my film has mm. picked up this or picked up that. And what's funny is um, it's literally validation. That's all it is. There's no money in it. Yeah, It's literally about the optics of saying I got picked up by Uncorked Entertainment or I got picked up by whatever. They're not making any money. They just have the prestige. Yeah, They've yeah. given away their intellectual property, whether it was worth anything or not. They've given it away for however, whatever they signed it over. Or, oh, I got picked up by Hulu or whatever. You're not making any money. You're just validated in being the thing. And what's interesting is, and what kind of what you were talking about, leveling the playing field. I know it sounds really crazy, but really, truly, you could be doing every single thing that you want to be doing in whatever, you know, art, art, you know, sector that you're in. Right now with YouTube, yes, it's like a a might yes, you might be a single carbon atom in the Indian right. Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean of content that's out there. But I mean, I essentially 
you know, when you think about it with this camera and this microphone, I have worldwide distribution of, and my complete creative control of my own show, even though it's like a nothing, you know, but it's just kind of interesting how like. But when somebody asks, what do you do? You send them a link. Like that's the difference is that you have a catalog of work that like, and that's the thing with creators, like our issue is like, I think a common theme among creators is like, the output of work. You know yes. what I mean? Like, that's what, like that is this. what I live for. Like my body yeah. is work. And that's why like I wanted to make a feature length film and I wanted to make another one because when I went, you know, my my pyramid when I die is like, you know, besides my children, is like my, you know, is like the work that I yeah. put out into the world. And that's what I'm like, you know, and it's like this, it's it's crippling, it's terrifying to think that like. I have to get back on the horse. I got to make another one. I got to make another one. I got to do another thing. Right. You know? Right. But it's also, but it's like, that's what we're doing with this. And that's the thing. It's like comedians make fun of YouTubers. Like that's the thing. And that's why like I make fun of it because it's like, I mean, and YouTubers are hilarious. They're fucking weirdos. But like. Why? What is it that they don't like? Well, it's just like the whole thing I mean I don't know it depends on who it is but it's like there's just this like sense of pride I think at the very least in the comedy community of like if you try too hard that like you're a loser and you're corny and so and like you have to try hard if you're doing YouTube like I'm editing my videos and you have to say the stuff you have to be like subscribe like blah 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 and like yeah, it sounds exactly. <laughs> it's sound. It sounds stupid, but it's like that's the stuff you have to do. I have like I literally have to like force myself to get up and like put on makeup and like not like have this like bad attitude about posting on social media because otherwise I'm just like a shitty little bitch about it. But like that that's like the thing is is like these youtubers like what one thing i realized it's like when my when my rep like when my reps like go to present me and nobody knows who i am right like everyone's like who sorry what's your rep explain that to me oh um my like my manager and agent gotcha um so like when they go to like try to like evangelize me god bless their heart um you know to people and they're like who the fuck is this I haven't, I, I haven't been on a TV show. I don't have a set on TV. Um, I, I, you can't go to all the places that you, you know, I don't have a comedy central set. I don't have a set on Mm. Netflix. So Mm. like they're trying to figure out who I am and what do they do? They go to YouTube and they're like, Oh, she does this live show. I don't get it. Oh, she bakes. I don't get it. And now they can go to like my Insta, my YouTube and there's a body of work. Right. And they go, oh, I know exactly who this person is. I understand her character. I don't have any questions. I know what she works for and what she doesn't. And that's the problem so, with stand-up comedy is that if you're doing live set after live set after live set, and then you know, you're doing it seven days a week, and then COVID hits, and then suddenly, and the and isn't that the thing about comedy is that it's your proprietary blend. You can't give it away until you have the special. I never understood that. I never, I, I never understood that. 
it's it's honestly everybody has different rules about it like some of the jokes that you're seeing on like new comedy specials comedians have been doing for 10 years like it's Crazy. so bizarre like it's really weird comics are so odd right? they they yeah, they'll retire it and that you know and some comics are like i'm gonna write a new hour every year some comics are like it took me 10 years to write an hour oh like it's it's honestly it's all over the place and it's gotten like less traditional um but yeah it's like it's really it's really silly but it's like i'm really proud and i'm really grateful that i adapted and that i had started to adapt before the pandemic by like mixing my baking and live streaming and i was like i had the equipment you know right right so, so it's, a, it's you do you 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 create with what you have and you make it and in doing so you're also doing something that's unique and i gotta tell you I don't really know of any other, you know, sort of baking comedy. So I think that's kind of, you know, I mean, it's kind of like unique in that way. It's pretty interesting, you know? Thanks. Um, yeah, I am. Um, it's a niche. What I, I mean to know. say is a niche. You're doing a niche. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I And that, you know, and it feels true to me, which is cool. Like, it's not something that I was like, you know, it would be brilliant comedy and baking. Okay. Like, it Do was you know like. What? Sorry, go ahead. Go Sorry, ahead. Go. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, I just thought of the best idea for you in good yes. times. It? Like, literally, I, this just came to me. I, I, you know, this happens. Like, I have this ability to think of good ideas for other people, never for myself. Yeah, of course. Of course. This is, oh my God. Like, tell me someone's not doing this in LA. And like, this is so, so take everything, essentially do what you're doing. But what you do is, you know, just like how like you have like the 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 wine and painting class where everybody paints the same picture. What you do yeah. is that you go up on stage and you bake or you make something for everybody while you're doing your comedy. And then at the end, you give out your cookies or whatever. That's a, that, that, that was my live show. That's exactly oh, that was what the I did. live show. That was that the was live, live show. Well, that was oh. a show I did. I did. I did a show like that in person. Oh, and okay. I called already... it Bake Stuff, where like no, but like I, I see. yeah. So I then did, you translated I... it to YouTube. Got it. okay, okay. Yeah, so like I started out doing a live stream on Twitch, and then I was like, I want to do a live show. So mm. like I, so I, I found a co-working space that had a huge yeah. kitchen, and I would pack everybody in the kitchen, Amazing. and and I would like theme it. And we would make something. Yeah, there is. There's some like older video of it. I've got to pull up somewhere. I think I have it like on a hard drive or something. But yeah, there's video. I would like throw dough into the audience and we would play <laughs> games. And yes. like somebody came up and like ate a stick of butter. And Amazing. like it was just like really fun, stupid. Um, and I miss it. It's you can't really recreate it uh online i tried it's just not that's people like don't want to engage comedy, in the same way i i would love to i i'm dying to do the show again because i i know exactly what i would change and how i would streamline it but barbecue in a park you just get a grill i know just like everybody stays super super far away from each other you get someone to dress up in a really weird costume and they're like the yeah. food butler. They're like the food butler. They're just like. But then I out. can't. But then it's like, is it safe to share no. food? Like no, no, no. I know that's the thing. It's like 
I I wanted to, but that part of the fun is like making people eat it with you. Oh my and... god, you could tour on that too. It's like you go to different kitchens around. I mean, I'm talking about pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Can't do this now. Can't do yeah. this now. Or maybe post-COVID. Just like go around. It's like you're cooking, telling jokes. Like, what a great, I truly a niche sort of situation. Yeah. I mean, I that's exactly what I want to do. I wanna uh I mean, I want to talk to real bakers too. Why do what and do you like think? interview them? I'm sorry, I'm like so terrible tonight. I keep interrupting. No, you're not. You're fine. Um, what? Why can't that translate? Or what is what gets? I mean, I guess it's the live audience element. But like, yeah, I'm just like thinking like about how like how could you do that in a more receptive way on YouTube that would, you know, because it's from what it sounds like that doesn't translate well, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Like, God. You know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Um, I'm, I'm working into like the idea of making it more like comedy while I'm baking. I mean, for a minute, I was like, I'm, I've also had to figure out my identity on like wh who like refine that a little bit more as to like where I sit in the baking and comedy world. And like, you know, I'm inclined because of the way people make their food content that if I'm going to be baking that like I need to be teaching them something. And I think I've decided that I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> because I don't like sometimes I nail it. And sometimes I fucking fail like I have nothing to teach you like I and so like if you learn from me fucking up great but like I'm not going to try to give you a recipe for something that I change every time I make it you know so um now that I'm focused more on the entertaining piece of baking I think I can now streamline that a little bit better into videos and so I'm going to play with voiceover with one of my next videos and see what that looks like but yeah, I'm just playing. That's great. And and you want to know what? I think, first of all, I think that's phenomenal. Second of all, and the best part is, is that it's just like what you said about like the luck thing. No matter what your yeah. goal is, if you just keep doing this thing that clearly drives you and makes you happy and you make it the best that you can make it, that by by doing that, and you know what they say about, especially because we got to talk about pizza in a second. I have a, I have yes. to ask you the thesis question for my show. Um, oh, and I have it. I have the answer. Did I already send you the question? Did Since you? I thought maybe, maybe you did. Is it is pizza punk? Maybe that's the question. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So before we get there, shit, I just forgot what I was going to say about your. Sorry. Oh, 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 you know what it is? It's um, it's that the fact that, you know, again, going back to the idea of being on YouTube and doing something and making it the best way in the same way that someone makes a really good slice of pizza, you know, and yeah. word of mouth will spread. People will find that pizza joint and people will come. And then, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this about pizza joints or just places that serve food. If you serve really good food, you don't have to be nice to people. Could be super, yeah, absolutely. You could just be like, "Fuck you!" Oh my god! Fuck yeah, you. absolutely. Shut the fuck up! And they're like, "Here's money. Can I please buy your yeah. muffin?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'll take your money." And fuck you because you want to know something? Yeah, I got a product that's so good, I don't need your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, no, you know, I it's, agree. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But, okay. No, so, I let agree. me ask you this. Is pizza punk? And if it's punk, why is it punk? And if it's not punk, why is it not punk? And the answer is subjective. So there's no pressure. Whatever you say is the right answer, essentially. So, okay. So, on instinct, pizza is not punk because it's an appropriation of Italian culture. And like, as far as I know, they, they weren't making pizza. I'm pretty sure we invented pizza the way we do it. So in that sense, like normal pizza that like masquerades as like, you know, traditional, that's not punk. What is punk is when you put macaroni and cheese on pizza. Or when you, even the pineapple pizza is punk because that was someone going, I don't give a fuck. I will put pineapple. Someone was like, I don't care about Italian flavors. I want to put ranch on my fucking. So that's where pizza gets punk. But I think, I also think that, uh, I also think that a calzone is kind of punk. Just because, like, someone was like leftover dough, shove it. Like, we don't want to fucking make a full pizza, but yeah, I think like normal pizza, not punk, because it's a it's copycat. It's not. It's corny, but weird pizza. Weird pizza is punk for sure. That's the answer. I have to tell you, I am. I truly enjoy asking this question to people because I love the creativity in the answers and like all the different ways that it is or is not punk like that get passed down or things that I never thought about. And that was a phenomenal answer. And (laughs) did you ever, and if, and by the way, if what you're saying is true, then there's nothing more punk in Chicago than Demo's pizza, AKA Ian's pizza used to be Ian's. Mm-hmm. And, I live. Yeah. I lived right by there, and that is when I think of macaroni and cheese pizza. I think I lived in Boys Town. Oh, that's right. You lived in Boys Town, so you went to the same. Yeah. That was also my demos as well. Yeah. So spot. like that, yeah. I so that late bandit. night pizza. Yeah. Yes, like late night pizza. That was it. Like that was like I Big always think pizza. their mac. Their macaroni and cheese pizza was so fucking good. That's a religion, religion right there. I was like, oh, okay, this is insane. This is like, yeah, absolutely. So that is is a very punk pizza place. Oh, love, love the, anytime I'm in Chicago, I have to go. I've had, they had apple pie pizza. I've had s'mores pizza there. No. Yes, yes. They once had s'mores pizza uh, it was Nutella with marshmallows on pizza dough, and uh, Inav and I are Love big. We're, we're big pizza fans. As a matter of fact, speaking of Wegmans, they do a wood-fired frozen pizza, but it's wood-fired. So what you do is we have a round cast-iron skillet, folks. This is the secret. If you ever want to make pizza at home that feels like takeout pizza or whatever, like pizza from a place, yeah. What you do is you have to get the wood-fired pizza. It's super key. Make sure it's wood-fired. Yeah. Get yourself a round cast iron skillet. Make sure it's got the olive oil on it. Preheat that sucker to like 400 degrees with the 
the, the, the skillet already in. Leave your frozen pizza standing out. You don't want to leave it. You want it to thaw naturally. And then you take that motherfucker and you slide it in. And the olive oil at the bottom of the cast iron skillet crisps up the bottom. You feel like you are eating a pizza straight from the restaurant. It cost you $5. Uh, and like, I, I'm a big fan of the wood fire, like the Napolitan style. So you get that, yeah. that sort of rustic, the, the non-punk pizzas, you would say. And, um, and it is like having, it, it's the best. It's honestly the best. And yeah. it's so rewarding because you feel like, you feel like you've, you've unlocked this secret of, you feel like you've unlocked this this like secret that you're not supposed yeah. to know about, and so I yeah. fucking I'm gonna try that <laughs> next time for you sure. Round cast iron skillet. You don't need a pizza stone. All that bullshit is bullshit. Just a round cast iron skillet is the missing key, and then the uh, the heated olive oil is what crisps up the bottom of the that pizza. Right, like that you know that that when you when you hit it and it goes like when you hit it and you feel that you hear that little you know that, that uh. you know you know, it's good to go. So, you know, that's how, yes. we do, you know, and, um, that's great. Listen, I, I, I really want to, we're, we're, we're slowly landing this airplane. I really want sure. to, I, I let's, I, I'd like to take, I, I did went to the trouble of compiling them. I know we didn't need them, but I feel like we should take a look at some, uh, some old family photos from a long time ago. And I would love it. Okay. And and you know what's interesting? I have things I, I think I have some stuff that you may not even remember that I, I haven't even watched it myself. So I have no idea what it is. It's just fun. And if you want, I can send them to you if you want just to have them for yourself. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Already, okay. yes. Okay. So um you know it's funny. You before you got into, you know, video production yourself. You you were making videos in the sense that one day, because you know when I was when I was in in film school, I would still shoot yeah. stuff all the time. I just loved having yeah. a video camera. We did Louis, remember Louis, Louis, myself, and this guy Doug. We did the Gallon Challenge, and I just had my video camera yeah. on that. And you know what the most rewarding thing is? That exists. I can still remember that. You know yeah. that it's there. That's a beautiful thing. That's why I love. It having really it. is. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm always was filming things, little sketches. And one of my favorite muses was uh our our mutual friend Adam, who I still talk to to this day. <gasps> we're still we're still biffs. Uh so we still oh, Adam. and um he actually he's back in Chicago now. And uh really? yes, yes, he just uh, he came back last year. And um uh, and and one day I said to Lindsay, I was like, Lindsay, uh, come over. Just you know, uh, again, brief overview. Lindsay and I went to school together. Went to Columbia College in Chicago, and we had a lot in common. And at the very beginning, it was like, it was like you. What I remember is it was always like you, me, and Graham because we all lived in the same yep. building. And we would go. We would have. You know, what's funny about Lindsay and I. We spent an incredible amount of time at the original Playboy Mansion, if you could believe it. It was yes, we there was a we sure did. there was a facility there and or whatever it was like a clubhouse, whatever you want to call it. And we we spent a lot of time. I don't forget what street that was on. It was on one of the streets. Um, it was it off Dearborn. Dearborn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could walk to you could walk to that diner. Remember that diner where everybody used to eat at? Yes. What is it? What Seventh, was it called? Seventh Heaven. 
No, it was something else. It was oh, like, oh, I want to say it was like Chicago Target. Ave. It was on Chicago Ave. Oh, yes, yes, Not yes. Portillo's. I can't remember. Portillo's was the other no, place. No, it had a weird name, and I oh, can't I'm remember. Not. I know exactly what you're talking about. You got the omelets. Yeah. People loved the omelets yeah. there. It was an omelet. And they were, it was all very mediocre food, and we all yeah. just like. But that's continued. what it was about. That was it about. Yeah. And so we spent, so it used to be, and then what I remember is our, we remember our friends, uh, Javier started, uh, I started hanging out with Javier and Darren and yep. uh, Elizabeth and I'm trying to remember there was some Susan. other people, Susan and, uh, and slowly our, our community, we started to sort of connect and grow in this, this whole little community. It was, it was a wonderful, beautiful time. And I'm giving, I'm, yeah. I'm saying all this because I want to give context to these photos uh, and, and video. And we, we spent a lot of time uh, all hanging out. Sometimes we'd go to this gothic uh, nightclub called Neo and dance. Yes. Of uh, course I remember Neo. Yeah. Neo, which is no longer, it's RIP, sadly. And, um, or, or, you know, a great example is there was just always a party or watching Star Wars, like the same people would all get together and watch Star Wars at our friend Nicole's house. And we would all sit there and just hang out and watch Star Wars. And we just, we just would have the best times. It was like, (laughs) it was like rent in Chicago, but like, it was great. Yeah. It was just really nice. You know, just what I mean by that is just like a bunch of 20 somethings just all, together, you know, hanging out, you know, uh, again, like not realizing that it's the best time of our lives. And like, in the sense of like, you know, just like being young and free and not having anything like, you know, holding you back or tying you down or anything like that. Um, and just a beautiful, just a beautiful time. And so these are, I I thought since, since Lindsay and I are having a, a, a a reunion that is a, a decade in the making, why not look at some of our of these photos and see if it brings back memories and yada yada yada? Sure, do that yeah. now. All right, so I'm gonna share my screen here and we're gonna start yeah. off with whoa, look at that one. <gasps> yes, that was the that was the sober prom. I remember. That was a that was a prom and where everybody and all of these I'm gonna be so tan from working at that tanning salon. Oh, right, you worked at a tanning salon. I remember this. Yes. Oh yes, yes. god, so yes. tan. Yeah, yeah, you were very you were very, very tan back then. You were that's this is great. I and I was I was super skinny. I was still I was just fresh off of not being a smoker. And my metabolism hadn't slowed down yet. I really make my sound <laughs> like I'm a fat fuck. I'm not that. Yeah, I was just gonna that, say because yeah. you don't understand. Like Very I literally, similar. you don't understand though. Like I look at pictures. Like you want to know what's funny? My nose has shrunk because my cheeks got fatter. That's so funny. No, like I'm not kidding. Like if you look at photos, and again, this is not like a narcissistic thing. It's just like an observation sure. of like when I was younger. I, my nose was much more of a schnozoa, but now it looks more in proportion to my face because my cheeks are fatter. It's so weird. That's so funny. So, so this yes! is, this was a photo of um, birthday party. The roast. Party. Yeah, and we're, oh my we're embarrassing you there. We're yes, you are. And that's the sort of thing. This was at Neo. Oh. See, look how much thinner I am there. Look how my nose is a lot bigger because I'm thinner. 
I think. There's Javier. There's Jerry. Right. Oh my God, Jerry! Yes, yeah, and I, I remember those that jewelry. I had my sunglasses in my hand for some reason. Uh, you were in Neo, and you had to wear sunglasses in a dark goth club at like ten o'clock at night. Duh. Look at that fake tan, though. Wow, really rocking that. I, I gotta be honest with you. I never really thought. I I, I guess I kind of I kind of see it now, but like I never that never really that was never really like a conscious observation at all. So funny. Well, know. it was also not like abnormal for the time. True. Oh, so that that was like it was of the era. That's true. This is another photo. So Lindsay sat in the middle of the street. This was at Darren's apartment. Yes. And that's Jeff and that's Ian. And that oh guy is Brian, maybe. Wow, that's a good memory. I have no idea. You can see my elbows through the shirt, that broken shirt. Hell yeah, you're yeah. very embarrassed and I remember, you know what's funny? When I look, I remember uh, Darren was obsessed with his jeans and he'd always put his jeans in the freezer. In the freezer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The... I'd never understood I... it. He was just like, yeah, you gotta put your jeans in the th freezer, you know? That's so, that's right, he was, he was super obsessed. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, see, look how much bigger the nose is though. That's what like. I don't really like. I know you don't think, I mean... of... it's the same thing, Lindsay about the tan thing. No, I, I, I know, I know, I know. But you just, yeah, it's interesting. God, it's so weird how you, like, your face changes when yeah. you're older. It does, it does. Weird. I remember too, I remember when I first came, I don't know if it was, no, I, I, it wasn't when I first came to Chicago, but I remember I stayed at your apartment because I didn't have my apartment yet. And it was yep. for like a few days. And like, I remember I had to like sleep in my boxers because I didn't want to get cat hair all over my clothes because of <laughs> Sugar Bear. Yes. And I'm so glad that Sugar Bear is 14 years old and live and kicking and one that's wonderful. He's alive. Hi, Sugar Bear. You don't remember me, do you? I'm such a little baby. Yeah. You're a little mean. She's my little baby. Yeah. She's um, like, fuck so off, please. She's like, leave me alone. So there's just us. Yeah. Just being silly. Wow, that, that was the same. So young. So young. I, I was, well, you were, so if you're, you're two years younger than me, I was 22 maybe or 21. You might have been 19 there, maybe. Wow. Yes. Now, what's going on in this photo? I wanted to ask you about this. Am I just trying to fart on you or? Yes, probably. And then and that's my ex-boyfriend. That is your ex-boyfriend? Shut up. That's my ex-boyfriend. That's the I'm one I didn't the even know I didn't like. Wait, that guy? That's not him? Yeah. Yes, so, it is. Whoa. I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking of a different, no, that's so crazy. There were, there were, there were many, there were many a, a man, but this, this is the guy that I dated that I like dated steadily and he was like a very nice man, but this not name for me. With the J. If I remember, no, it right. begins with a B, but the J. Um, that's the definitely one. A different. That's the one I was talking about before. The J. Oh yeah, when the you J. Were I was that, pretty broken up with. 
yeah, that was the the one I was thinking of. Maybe I I don't then I have no memory of that. This is us pretending to be Lindsay because this is was Lindsay's I, outfit. I was obsessed with scarves and belt. Yes. Lindsay oh my god, Mary Kate. Yep, that's that's MKR as we used to call her. Well, nobody called her that. I called her. MKR. She lives in LA. Does she? How is she doing? Is she good? She's doing good. She's good. She's you good. Tell her I say hello next time you see her. I will. We still talk. I just texted oh, her the other day. You tell her I say hi. Just casually. I will. Still. Hey, remember that guy Jeff from Chicago? He says hi. Um, <laughs> I'll remember you. But yeah, so the 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 outfit, Lindsay's outfit was she had to have a belt around her waist. That was the style though. That was a style. Yeah. And then you had this like uh, this kafia. It's like a kafia scarf. It's like an Arab scarf that you put around uh, your neck and then with a plaid shirt. And the one thing that we didn't have that we couldn't replicate from your outfit, because this was like a Lindsay themed party, was you you had these fingerless these gloves. gloves. Yes. Yes. It was a huge part Those of the trademark. Loved it. Loved it. Wore the same thing. That's so funny. And that's Vince, who was. I like, know. I don't know if you keep up with him, but I he like he was like off social media, and then he came back on social media. I don't know. Yeah, I follow him a little bit. I we I followed him on social media for a while, but if he went off of it, then. Well, I yeah, he was off on. This is I love yes. this. Yeah. I asked Lindsay before when I was wanted to like do a little Instagram uh, heads up thing. I just wanted to make sure she was okay with this photo. Now, see, Love Lindsay it. is not actually grabbing my unit. What happened was I decided I was going to dress up as Batman. And so I stuffed ginormous amount of socks in my pants because I wanted to make it look like I had a big wang, but in like an ironic, like I know I don't have a big wang, but I'm going to make it look like my wang is really big. And so that's yes. what this photo is. And it's great. That's, and no, and and I had stuffed my FUPA also. Yes. yes. Like I had shit stuffed in there too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a perfect You were Tammy. Tammy was your name. I was Tammy. I was supposed to be trailer trash. But now that fanny pack would be cool, and so would the jeans. So really? Yes. That's so Fanny packs are fucking cool. You know what's kind of funny? I have to just quick sidebar here. When COVID hit, I I wear a lot of basketball shorts, gym shorts, because, you know, I'm sure you can relate. At this point in our lives, it's more about function over fashion, right? I just want yeah, to be for sure. practical, pragmatic, yada, yada, yada. Right. Well, you know, uh, having a wallet and keys and all these things, I was like, I want to be free balling in my basketball shorts. I don't want to have to have my pockets weighed down. But at the same time, I, you know, I needed my mask and my hand sanitizer and at the time rubber gloves when we didn't know that like it was okay not to wear rubber gloves. And um, because there was like a little window of time where it's like, you should be scrubbing your groceries. And um, and so I bought like a, a side sling. It was like a fanny pack that goes around like a European yeah. man or sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but what's interesting and funny, because depending on who you're with in the forum, somebody might make fun of you for wearing something like that. Sure. And so it's like it, I had what I was looking for was something so particular because I did not want 
it to come off looking like a purse, even though it totally looks like a purse. And so but I try to wear it like it's a messenger bag. Sure. I bet it's cool. Dude, it is so practical and I yeah. love it. And it's almost big enough to fit. I have like this small Bluetooth keyboard that I can use for word processing. Yeah. Almost fits oh, that. Really? Yeah. Shit, like that's big. You know, it's like if I have, you know, sometimes I'll like I'll go out and I don't want to take a laptop. I don't want to take anything. I want to sit at a coffee place. Yeah. I want to do word processing. I I'm a writer. I like to write. And so right. I everything's Google Docs and you connect your keyboard and you can just you could be a writer, you could be a word processor. You don't need a whole shebang. And it's probably better because you're not like distracted by Facebook and the internet. So yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. I like that. Um, so yeah, so this is like a great photo. I'm really like this one. Love too. it. This is a great yes. photo. Yes. Is that Halloween? There's us holding our things. Now, this is a funny photo. I don't know if you remember what I used to do to you all the time. You used to always uh, put straws in my hair? I just would, no, you would just be sitting. I think this might have been at Portillo's. And that look you, itch would check out. You just like, you would just sit and eat quietly, and I would just bother you while you would eat. And like, I would put stuff in your hair, and I would like, yes. Uh, you know, just like fuck with you, and you'd be like, Jeff, just fucking stop it. Like, go away. <laughs> like, total, like, just, just total nuisance. And there's even a video of it, which we'll play in a second. Oh my God. And there's, there's Graham behind okay. us. Remember Graham? Yes. Of course I do. Graham Cracker. He's out in LA. You ever, you ever uh, talk to Is him? He? No, yeah. I haven't connected with him at all. I haven't spoken to him in more than a decade, but I did talk to his roommate recently. And from what he tells me, he's doing very well and he has a baby and wife and yada, yada, yada. I don't know what he does. That's so great. You know, he's, he's out there in, uh, in there in LA whispering something to you. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh my God. There are Twizzlers in at this. Yeah. Twizzler. I mean, Chicago's a red vine city, so having Twizzlers is important. I agree. See, this is a prime example of Yes, yeah, you see Amanda. Yes. She might have been taking the photo. This is Allende. Yes. And we would go here every Sunday. We would go here, either here or Clark's. We would go here. And this is a great example of me, like Lindsay's just sitting trying to eat, and this is me just, just fucking with her. And you I know, I make it. her wear a mask, and I'm saying something, <laughs> and she's just saying, "Jeff, just fuck off." Like, just let me sit and eat. I just love let me, it. Let me sit and eat my food. Um, oh my just God. another again. These are kind of redundant, you know. Just a, a photo of Lindsay and I, and I'm giving the finger, and something. I happens. love it though. Of course, it, I, I love it too. It's wonderful, but you know, this is a great photo. Yeah, Lindsay. I, you know, I always, I would always make these. Oh, excuse me, Lindsay. I'm going to get a little vulgar for a second. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I always would would make jokes about how Lindsay just had a big, throbbing, huge dick. just huge yeah. dick. Way more dick than I ever could have as a man. Just, just, oh, it just, just, just big swinging, big dick. dick energy, big dick energy. And so we would always 
talk about our dicks, and this is us yep. holding them. Mine, oh yours, are imaginary, and mine, not really there as well. So, I, <laughs> oh, hold on, is that the last photo? That's the last photo. But what a good photo it was. Uh, so, so that's I the photo. That. Wait, that's the photo presentation. And then, wait, where's the? Here's the other. Oh boy, there it is. <gasps> I don't know if we're going to be able to see these. This is Lindsay one. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this. Maybe through my headphones. Ooh, let me see. Hey, this video is either from 2008 or 2009. Now, for those of who may or may not remember, you know, to be able to record video on your cell phone in the aughts was incredibly difficult. There were video cameras. Video cameras existed. But to be able to record audio, you could not do so easily. Let's see if you can hear this, Lindsay. Ready? I'm going to play this now. I can hear. Get out of here. Who am I sitting next to? Um, I don't know. I, you know what I would do? You know what this is? This is mutchering. I would just mutcher you, which is. I love it. It's like a Yiddish word it. for just, you know, just fucking with someone. Hold on, let me. Who are you sitting next to? That might be at Portillo. It sounds like Jerry's laugh. Oh, maybe. I love it. It's probably went on for a little longer than it needed to. Not until the video is over. <laughs> it's almost over. Just, just let it happen. Just let it happen. It's almost over. Is that your voice? That's you know not your voice. You know what's so weird? It sounds... It sounds, it doesn't sound like me, but I feel like that is, has to be me talking like 100%. Yeah, maybe it doesn't sound like you. Okay. Look, yeah. you're wearing the gloves right now. You can't. Oh my God. You you're wearing right. the gloves. Those are the gloves. Okay. That's the first one. And then the second one, I bet you're probably going to be like, Jeff, fuck off. I don't even remember. No, I love it. I can't wait. Let's see. Eat this crayon. <laughs> different time, people. Different time. Yes, different time. They, they suck a cheetah's dick. <laughs> I, I remember that. You know what's funny? I don't. I, I'm I can't believe I actually encouraged you in the middle of the restaurant to say suck a cheetah's dick so yeah. casually while I was recording it. But right, I yeah, no, who cares? But what's funny is because this is kind of foretelling the future, right? Because yeah. you, you sang yeah. a whole I I made you. I was like, Lindsay, come over, you're gonna do this video. You were like, you're like, I'm sure now or you know, maybe a little bit later, you'd be like, Oh yeah, Jeff, I'll do that because I like to do this stuff. But at the time, it wasn't really your thing, but you were just yeah humoring me. And yeah. Hey, no. hey, 
Save suck a cheetah. Save suck a cheetah. Oh my god. Who is sitting next to you? You you are exercising incredible restraint in, in Oh that. my god. No, I loved it. It was it was fun. I loved it. You loved it then or you love it now? No, I loved it then. I oh, did. That's good. So this was a video. This was the video we made. We made this at my apartment. This is the last thing. We're not, we can't, obviously we can't sit and watch this whole thing. I'm just going to skip around. Sure. But, um, th this is the raw footage. This is not the, the, the edited video, uh, which oh. I thought would be more fun than watching the action. For, who wants to watch the actual thing? We can just see the, the behind the scenes. And so I called, this is Adam and we called him over and, what was funny? I actually really liked the way this this first shot came out. This was good. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I remember. We were so clever. That was so clever, right? We were so clever. Wasn't that a good idea? Because it's like you know double entendre, like you're cleaning, but you're also you know it's like it was so good. So it was a right. really good... look. Look, there's me. I'm like motioning to you. Look what I'm wearing too. I'm wearing like in wearing? long johns because I'm wearing long. I'm wearing waffle shirt and waffle pants because you know, like long johns because Chicago was freezing all the time and my room wasn't yeah. insulated. You know, I didn't have any insulation in my bedroom in the back. It was like it was. You had to wear stuff to stay warm. You know. Oh my god. What am I telling you right now? A little bit off. I'm sorry. All right. Um, here, let me here. We're gonna do it one more time. I'm just. I'm being so compliant. Okay. Right there. You're being what? So compliant. Yeah. Very. Yes. Okay. Very professional. But I had I had a vision that I wanted. It had to be lined up perfectly for the double yeah. entendre. So we had to. It was the only Good way. Great job, everybody. And <laughs> all right, back your head down a little bit. Okay, and, and Adam is drinking. I think Adam is drinking Dr. Hansen's actually. Oh my god, perfect! It was great, perfect! It was, good. it was great. And then Darren, uh, Dar oh yeah, then this was the side shot to reveal this, right? What you were doing, you were, you know, Lindsay, you were actually really good in this. Oh, thank you. You were really good. You had, you always had that pizzazz in front of the camera. And I'm sure that like, you know, again, if you like thought if that was ever a direction you wanted to go, where you really were like, I want to get to like do sketches that you could do the Lindsay show, because I think this video proves it. I'm not just saying it because we made it. I really think. Very you could nice. do that. Tell my acting teacher. I, I will. And you should show this to them. Show them the 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 double entendre. We'll be like, um, yeah. Uh, but um, so this is Darren. So da these this was my roommates actually. He had set a coloring book, and we were just using it for this sketch. And Darren is supposed to be playing your child. Yes. And then he gets high from sniffing markers. Cut. And he sniffs the markers, oh and it's God, really he's funny. So young, Every, everybody is so young. 
Wait, why are you laughing? Let's see why you were laughing. Yeah, why? Hold on, let's find out. That's a good shot. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Red light is on. Red light is <laughs> You better believe this is going on the internet. It really was true. Uh, Twelve years later, it really did go on the oh internet. Oh my god! And we, the internet. Oh, we were having so much fun. <laughs> Oh, going on the oh my God. <laughs> Darren hurts himself. Yeah. Oh, so you know oh that my happened. God. You know everybody yes. had a. Oh my God! He had a tongue ring. Yes, he did. Yes, I he totally did. forgot. Yep. Yep. So then you're doing the shot again. God, those bangs. Yep. Yeah, and then this is when you find out that he is passed out because he sniffed too many markers. My son. Your son, and he wrote a very, a word we won't show, but he wrote a word that was not very nice on, <laughs> yeah, he wrote a not very nice word that is not very nice in today's vernacular. No, it's not 2021 safe. No, it's not 2021 safe. We're not going to show it, but it's... um yeah. Oh, and then he, he kicks me in the crotch. Yeah, he, he, he punched you in the coochie. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. We don't want to hear that. Hold on one second. Yeah, you see that? I <laughs> 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 made you do that a lot. Oh, and then. Oh, it's oh, fine. Nobody saw it. Do you have any idea what came out of his mouth? He was drawing. I, you know what? I, I don't give a damn with that little bastard. I just run into the wall. <laughs> yeah, literally. Hello. 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 <laughs> I wish I still had those jeans. They're cool now. Really? Is it? Is that how it works? I just don't know how these fashion trends. Work. And I got those as a joke. Really? You still have mm -hmm. them? You, you have no, them? I wish. I wish I still had them. Do you think all those thrift stores that we live by, like all those magical places, are they still around, or did they get destroyed by COVID? I'd be like devastated. Uh... I think they got destroyed by COVID and so sad and younger kids. That is so sad. Hello. Do you know what your son just did? Do you have any idea what came out of his mouth? He called me a tranny. Me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. And action. You are such a stupid little show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? So the whole point is that it's supposed to, we just, I mean, it's kind of made it up on the spot. It was really just an excuse. We did. 
we just I, it was an excuse because we just wanted you to sing about you know sucking a sucking cheetah's dick, dick, which is for those who don't know, Wesley Willis is he's a uh, 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 an institution, some would say, a musical institution of Chicago, Chicago mythology, Chicago lore, the rock and roll McDonald's, you know, all that. It was just this this homeless man with a Casio piano who who suffered from uh, schizophrenia and wrote crazy songs with pre-programmed music. And one of them was Suck Jesus Dick. <laughs> and, you know, uh, and I was like, Lindsay, you got to sing the song. So yeah. basically this is a, an excuse for Lindsay tell her family to suck a cheetah's dick that's yeah exactly that's what's happening here so Roy. track is can you tell that i'm not looking at her if i don't look at her yeah don't worry all right hold on Oh, I keep trying. I have to keep pausing and replaying the song. It's on the TV. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm like going back. I'm like trying to get. Okay. That's so funny. Roy. <laughs> it took a while to get it, but you know, eventually. Oh wait, yeah, this is good. I think. Hold on. Suck a polar bear's fucky ass. Suck a racehorse's dick with hind tomato ketchup. Suck a doggy shitty ass. Suck a male camel's dick with poison sauce. Suck a cheetah's dick. <laughs> Suck a cheetah's dick. Suck a cheetah's dick. Got it. And what's amazing, I don't know if you memorized. Did you memorize this or did you? I don't think did on I, I think we just did it so many times. I think I, I think I was like feeding you each line. It had to be because like I, it was not. I, I think this was my first time ever trying to lip sync something. I had never done this before. I was just like, I just wanted yeah. to make this video. It was, this was a time where YouTube was still, I mean, yes, you had like the first wave of like YouTube, like royalty and stars, but like, this is a time where like, you know, some people did have a YouTube channel. I had one since 2006, y you know, some people had a YouTube channel and you would make a video and you would hope that whatever you were doing was funny and that it would go viral. Cause that's what it was all yeah. about. Viral videos in those first like five years. This was like, YouTube is four years old at this point. Isn't that crazy to think yeah. about? Ugh, I can't. I don't know where the choreography came from for that, but that is that awesome. Great. That was such a good idea that to have them both doing stuff in the background. Such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a hyena's spermy dick. <laughs> I mean, what what language? This is funny. That was good. That was good. That was good. And then Darren goes into this whole. Oh yeah, you're doing a dance thing on the cat on the thing. That's because there was a breakdown in the song. Yes. 
You were getting into it. You were enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that was weird. That was, right, you know. Oh, yeah, Darren and I simulated sex and made out a lot. I mean, it was, but it was, like, funny. Like, it was, like, really, really funny. It was, like, a novelty that you guys were in, you guys were really good friends, and that was just, like, something that you did. It was just, like, a joke. I I mean do, you didn't do that you did that because the cam was rolling, the cam was rolling. Yeah, it was hol- yeah, it right. was funny. We were being weird. Right, right. And then this everybody's just dancing. <laughs> God, he was so great. I'll never forget when I first met Adam, I showed him a movie I made called A Man and His Meat. And the, I, I knew Adam and I were going to be very good friends because he watched my stupid little video. And I swear to God, Adam laughed so hard. He fell out of his chair. It was in, this was at Two East Eighth. He fell out of the chair and he, I, I swear to God, he was going to have a heart attack. He couldn't stop. And it was just a stupid video, but I was just like, yeah, I, I just, I was like, this guy just understands. He just gets it. He just understands the, the goofiness. Fuck yeah. You know. Sit down. And that's it. So, oh yeah. And then we know. make out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so fun though. Yeah, it was it was, you know, it was it was really it was really fun. I was really glad that that we could we could go down memory lane and just sort of, you know, reminisce about, you know, these funny things. I was my, like, what am I going to do? My face hurts from smiling. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's it's really nice to sort of uh do that sort of stuff and, you know, just sort of reminisce. And I got to tell you that it really is as I said before. That's why, you know, with with the cell phone cameras now and with like memory cards being so cheap i i don't have an iphone i don't have an iCloud account but i just keep loading in memory cards that i never hesitate to turn on the camera and record something i just have hard drives full of videos that someday i will look back on and smile or cringe or whatever be the case yeah hell yeah <sighs> yeah Yay, we did it. This, you know, I gotta I'm tell you. I'm so glad we did. I'm so glad that we did this. And it was so nice to to see you sort of face to face, you know. I agree. If I, I agree. if I in the future have some very special content like where I need like a judge panel or something, or I want, I don't know, something in the future. I am not gonna hesitate to be like, hey Lindsay, I want to do this thing on the show. We'll have you on and yada yada yada. So please, and you have to that. send me the stuff about the that that food thing. I want to see. Oh the, my god! Yes. What? I yes, I want to hear your excited. your two cents on that, and sort of like uh, just hear what you have to say. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about that. This is great, though. I love you, dude. This was seriously super awesome, and I'm just I'm really glad that that we could reconnect. And I hope that someday, if I'm ever out there, if you're ever out there, you know, hit me up or I'll hit Please. you up. And we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, hit uh, me up if you're ever. If it's COVID safe, we can get coffee. 
and and I would love that. Or eat some really weird shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Lindsay, where is what is the best? Because I'll put it in the link in the description. What sure. what is the best? What is the stuff that you want people to see? All you know, 25, 30 people that will watch this. Where where do we find Lindsay? Uh, uh, definitely so go to my YouTube, which is uh, the channel is Lindsay Adams is popular. Um, and then my Instagram is also Lindsay Adams is popular. So that was smart. Because that's too easiest. I changed it. My Instagram was different and I synced it up. And my TikTok is the same, but I don't really post anything on TikTok. You know, it's funny too. It's always like the worst part. The worst part about like making up a name is that like you have to stick with it once yeah. you, if you want to like try and brand yourself or whatever. That's why I'm just from us. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's my last name. But what's, yeah. if you make that change halfway through when you're trying to establish yourself in some way, it's just like annoying because you're kind of like, it's like starting all over again because, you know. That's why I had to make it so weird. And I'm glad you can change it with Instagram and YouTube, but yes. you can't with Twitter. So my Twitter has always been different. My Twitter's Lindsay's face. And so it's just like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Maybe Amen. I'm branding poorly. Freaking Lindsay's, Lindsay's face. Lindsay's freaking face. Lindsay, yes. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Say hello Thank to you. Nick for me. I will do Keep that. Your family for me. I will, and you, you, you give Sugar Bear a big, a big cuddle behind the ears. Look at him, her. Ah, oh, what a sweetie, guys. She's just a baby. She is a babe. She's just a baby. She's a, we we used to say the word neen all the time. I don't know why you don't, you're so neen. afraid. Neen. She's a little neen. Uh, a little neen. Guys, it's late. I got to wake up in the morning. So we're going to end this pizza punk. This has been really great. Yay. Lindsay, love you. Peace love you. and air grease. Bye.